I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and brain health expert, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for working moms who are feeling stressed out and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a working mom with big career dreams, I know what it's like to not have enough time in the day and to lack the skills and confidence to reach your goals. I have spent years understanding how our brains work and learning what holds us back from having the courage to reach our dreams. Each week, I'll be sharing practical strategies to help you find more time in your day, build your confidence, fight back against mom guilt, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome to the Bold Life Podcast. Today, I'm answering a question from one of our listeners who asked, Nicole, how do I stop letting my brain sabotage my decisions? We've all been there before, stressed out and overthinking about some decision, whether it's at work or at home, and endlessly procrastinating and hesitating to decide. And once we finally choose a path or commit to an action, our brains once again fill with doubt and uncertainty. And it can be so easy to slip back into old habits or bail and not follow through. In this episode, I'm going to explain why we struggle to make decisions in the first place and my five-step process to help your brain make decisions with confidence, then to get out of your own way. Okay, let's dive in. Here's a pretty common situation you might find yourself in. You've got a decision to make and you're not sure what to do. Maybe it's a project at work that you're not sure which direction to take and there are a ton of possible routes and you're struggling to pick one and move forward. Or maybe you found yourself increasingly unhappy in a relationship, whether it's with a friend, a colleague, or a romantic partner, and you want to say something, but you can't decide where to start. Or maybe you're like me and you're trying to pick the best alarm clock for your preschooler, but Amazon has a million choices and it feels overwhelming. P.S. I ordered one that glows one color when it's time to sleep and one when it's time to wake up. So fingers crossed, this ends her coming into our room in the middle of the night and asking, mommy, is it time to get up yet? So you're not sure what to do. You have this decision and you don't know what choice to make. So you let it percolate in your brain for a while. Maybe you go through the pros and cons, even make a list, write it down. And if we stopped there, if we laid out all the variables, the pros and cons, and we decided life would be pretty great. But so often, that's not where it ends, right? Even though you've written down all the pros and cons, you still can't decide. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, there's no ideal solution. There are pros and cons to both sides. Or maybe you start to think about the potential consequences. Our brains are great at doing this. All the what ifs. What if I make a decision and it's wrong? What if I mess up? What if this doesn't work out? What if I'm a giant failure and I should never have been left with this responsibility in the first place? What if my coworkers are mad at me for making the wrong choice? Or what if my friend is upset when I tell her something and she gets mad at me? What if, what if, what if? Those what ifs are your inner perfectionist and your inner people pleaser jumping up to get your attention. Our brains are great at imagining the worst case scenario. You've been there before, am I right? You're happily going through your day, then you need to make a decision, and that little voice inside says, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What if things go horribly wrong? Remember, your brain is designed to keep you safe. 
that inner perfectionist and inner people pleaser evolved to prevent you from making mistakes and to make sure you got along with others. Heck, it's evolutionary. A few thousand years ago, if we made the wrong decision or upset people, the consequences could be big. What if we accidentally light our shelter on fire because we make it out of wood instead of stone? Or what if we upset the group member and we get kicked out of the cave and we have to survive for ourselves against giant animals in the woods? Our brains evolved to stop us from getting into trouble, from making decisions that could get us in a tight spot. But here's the thing. Most of the decisions we make every day actually aren't life-altering. It's not going to be the end of the world if we pick the wrong contractor to use for a project at work, or if we use the wrong font in a report, or if we pick a clock that our kids hate. Sure, it might feel bad for a while. People might be upset. My daughter might hide that clock and never use it, but my world will go on. But our brains aren't designed to think like that. As soon as that doubt starts creeping in, as soon as we start to second guess ourselves, when we start to worry about looking stupid or incompetent, that rational part of our brain gets overpowered by our emotional brains. That emotional part that has all those feelings, where the worry comes from, the fear, and the indecision. And then our bodies react. We get fidgety, cranky, tense, our stomach starts doing backflips. And this just sends more signals back to our brains that there's a reason to be freaking out about this decision. Your brain says, wait a minute. I'm feeling pretty tense and stressed. This must be an important decision. Let's make sure we don't get kicked out of the cave. The end result, instead of making a decision after we've laid out those pros and cons, we let it percolate forever in our brains. We think about it on the drive home, in the shower, while we're eating dinner. We stare at that pros and con list again and again and overthink all the what ifs, what if, what if. That doubt and uncertainty keeps building and your confidence in making the right decision keeps plummeting. So maybe you go ask your coworker, your mom, your dog, the stranger at the supermarket what they think, and you lay in bed at night running it over and over, hesitating to make a decision because that emotional part of your brain has taken over and is keeping your body keyed up, stressed, and overwhelmed. And to make matters worse, by this point, whatever deadline you're working on, it's probably getting closer, which means more stress, less analytical thinking, and more emotional thinking until you finally make a decision. And there's this brief moment of relaxation. You sigh and sit back and think, I did it. I chose. I made that choice. I made that decision. Now I can move on. But you knew there was a but coming, right? Because your brain has been stressing about this decision forever, It doesn't just go away. Your brain hangs on. We put a lot of work and energy into this. How can we just let it go? Plus, because that emotional part of your brain was at the helm making the decision, your brain and body might not feel totally confident when those emotions are gone. So later, when you're feeling more relaxed, all that doubt starts to come back again. Hmm, maybe I was wrong about that decision. And when we're not confident in our decisions, we second guess which can lead us to fall back into old habits or give up too quickly before we've actually had a chance to see if our decision worked. So we end up with partially executed results, half-completed projects, and then we beat ourselves up for not being confident and following through. So that emotional brain jumps back in again, and the cycle of doubt continues. 
it's pretty easy to see how we can get into this habit of overthinking our decisions and hesitating to take action, right? But we don't always hesitate. Even if your brain is telling you, ugh, I'm so indecisive, I can never make any decisions, that's not actually true. We make hundreds of decisions every day. Some of those decisions are easier to make, and we make them almost without thinking, like what to have for breakfast in the morning or what route to take to work. But other decisions are harder, right? And sometimes even the decisions that seem like they should be straightforward feel overwhelming and you find yourself struggling with decision fatigue. You might remember my story of feeling paralyzed with indecision last year when I had to pick out a new coaster color for my office. Check out episode 30 of the Bold Life podcast if you want to hear all about it. So what's the difference? Why are some decisions so much easier than others? One, which part of our brain is making the decision matters? Is it the automatic rational habit or the emotional reaction? And two, the value we assign to that decision makes a difference. The story we tell ourselves about how important that decision is. Let's take a look at some of those easy decisions as an example. The ones we make quickly and have no trouble following through with, like what to have for breakfast or what route to take for work. That will seem pretty automatic, right? And they are when it comes to your brain because they've been learned through years of practice. You probably know that I eat Cheerios every morning for breakfast and I probably have for at least the past 20 years. So it's really a no-brainer for me when I get up. My brain is in the routine of pouring my Cheerios. It's what I do every morning. Maybe you're not as predictable as me with your breakfast, but I'm guessing you have a few go-tos which you always choose, right? That means your brain doesn't have to think so hard in the morning. Less choices leads to less overwhelm. The easier a decision is to make, the less likely your emotional brain is going to jump in and tell you all those what-ifs. But what about those harder decisions? Like what to conclude on that big project you've been working on for months? I'm guessing your emotional brain has a lot to say about that decision. You've invested all this time and effort and your brain wants the project to work out. So you're way more likely to have your emotional brain jump in to take the lead rather than your automatic or analytical brain, which happens when you're picking breakfast. Because the decision is more emotionally charged, you're more invested in that decision, your emotional part of your brain wants to take over and make that decision for you rather than having those automatic, really easy decisions like picking breakfast. And these harder decisions usually are assigned more value by your brain. How much value does your brain give to your morning breakfast choice? Probably not that much, right? Yeah, it starts your day, but if you look deep, you probably aren't that invested in that decision. Your brain says, yeah, I need to eat. This tastes good. End of story. Decision made. But instead, what value do you give to that work decision? What's the story your brain comes up with about how important that decision is? You're probably telling yourself something like, this decision will make or break my career. If I make the wrong choice, everyone's going to be mad at me and I'll never have any friends again. Your brain goes all doomsday when thinking about the consequences, right? You don't worry about the wrong serial choice being life-altering because the value your mind assigns to that decision is different. More perceived value means the more your brain is going to jump in and try to protect you, which means more overthinking, 
stress, and indecision. So how do we interrupt this process? How do we override that mental default of letting our fears drive our decisions, or lack thereof? How do we stop our brains from worrying about messing up, at least long enough so we can make a decision and actually follow through? Here are my five steps to making a decision and following through. Step number one, stop the hyperdrive, push the brakes, reset the system, whatever metaphor you like for calming your mind and body. We can't make good decisions when our emotions are in the driver's seat. Our body and brain are keyed up and they're running at 100 miles an hour. It's really hard to think things through, to think rationally, to think about those pros and cons, and to feel confident in our decisions when our bodies and brains are that keyed up. To do this, it can be as simple as taking a break. If you're sitting there stressing about this decision, running it over and over and over in your mind, you'll feel your body start to tense. Get up. Move away from wherever your brain is going into disaster mode. Taking that break can reset those mental paths. And you've probably noticed this before, right? You get up from where you're sitting, you walk into another room, and you forget why you've been there. So because of this neat trick that our brains do when we walk through doorways, where we reset some of those mental pathways. So actually, there's some neuroscience behind this working. Get up, move to another room, walk through that doorway, give your brain that chance to reset. Another way to stop that hyperdrive, to calm that emotional part of your brain, is to take some deep breaths. Even five deep breaths is enough to start slowing down your body systems. It sends more oxygen to your brain. Your shoulders will start to relax. You'll feel less panicked and overwhelmed. And it turns off that emotional control over your decisions, which means you're going to allow the more analytical parts of your brain to step up to the plate and help you make a confident decision. Step number two to making a decision and following through, be honest with your fears don't try to hide from them. Fear is tricky. It likes to hide in the back of our minds. Our thoughts rush so fast, they're really hard to catch sometimes, right? When your brain stops you from really looking at these fears, it can actually make them get stronger. Kind of like the boogeyman. What you can't see is always scarier for your brain. All those what-ifs that are running in the back of our mind can get really overwhelming for our brain when we're not giving our mind a chance to really focus on them and judge them for what they are, fear. So here's what to do. Be honest with your fears. It can help to write them down. Write down all those what ifs. What are you worried will happen if you make that decision? The benefit of this is it gives your brain some perspective. You're writing them down. It's bringing those fears out into the open so they can't be a boogeyman hiding in the back of your mind. And you might be surprised that already, even just writing these what-ifs down starts to kick in your decision-making skills because you'll recognize these fears maybe aren't as realistic or as scary as you thought they were. Step number three to making decisions and following through. Get your brain out of the default mode of comfort and fear. Your brain wants to tell you all the ways things can go wrong, why you should stay comfortable right where you are. And when it comes to decisions, the most comfortable place for your brain is not making a decision, even though being in that place really isn't that fun. In order to make decisions, in order to get out of that comfort place for our brain, we need to focus our mind on the reasons to change, the reasons that we want to make a decision and to stop the endless overthinking. 
why that current behavior of ruminating, of percolating about this over and over and over all day is not working for you. It's just keeping you overwhelmed. Focusing on the reasons you want to make that decision and the potential benefits, what could go right rather than all the what ifs that could go wrong can help your brain be more decisive. Step number four, commit to deciding and do it. At some point, you got to take action. Pull up your big girl or boy pants and make a choice. Set a deadline, write it down and commit. Giving yourself a deadline or a timeline is a great way to motivate your brain. Make sure that deadline is long enough that you have the time to think through the pros and cons, but setting that deadline can be that last little push that your brain needs to really make that decision. And finally, step number five, keep your brain looking forward. Your brain wants to slip back into doubt, into that default. It wants to go back and second guess yourself even after you've made that decision. It can be helpful to have reminders that you say to yourself, like a little mantra that you can use when you start to feel that doubt or uncertainty creep back in. Here are a few examples. You might say to yourself, I made the decision that was best for me at the time. Or decisions aren't absolute. I can course correct in the future if I need to. Or how about if this decision doesn't work out, I can adapt and try a different path. And lastly, I need to see this decision all the way through because if I bail too early, I'll never know if it worked out. Sit down and think about a few things that you can tell yourself to help course correct your brain when it's needed. When you find yourself starting to second guess those decisions, having those messages that you can repeat to yourself over and over can help challenge that what if, challenge that inner perfectionist and that inner people pleaser who's making you second guess yourself and keep you moving forward confidently and taking action towards that decision. This episode is brought to you by me. Well, the Bold Life Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode and leave a review so you can help others find our community and get some good karma while you're at it. All right, let's take a minute to review what we've covered today because it's been a jam-packed episode. Your brain wants to keep you safe and to prevent you from making mistakes. But this makes us overthink our decisions, which turns into self-doubt and worry about doing it wrong or worry about what everyone else might think. When our emotional brain takes the wheel, it's tough to make confident decisions and endless hesitating is a sure path to burnout. To make decisions and to stick to them, we need to get our brains out of that default mode of fear and uncertainty and commit to taking action. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bold Life Podcast.